Bill Michaels show. How we looking? Grant Bilson for Bill this week. Stone Cold intern Austin, notorious Cubs fan, gaining quite a reputation as a Cubs fan alongside helping me do the show this week. Very appreciative of you, Austin, by the way. If I haven't said that yet, thank you for of course. being along for the ride this week. 608-321-1670. It is fun. Sports Radio is supposed we to We got three hours left. One hour down, three more to go. I'm just, I'm trying to remember all of Bill's, Bill-isms, the big unit-isms. Because I, I want to retain a Bill flavor to this week's show. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Austin is the Oss Harper. Uh, and with Twitter notoriety comes haters. Austin's uh, gathering haters, which is awesome. We need more of that. Uh, I don't block. I get a kick out of hate. It makes Twitter worthwhile. I do too, actually. I, it's funny. So and, keep them coming. And Any other people mad on <laughs> talking about the bring ghost? It. Bring it. And that's why Maybe. people like, oh, I love threads. It's not as negative. Man. It's been there also for a week. And Give it time. The internet's supposed to be negative. We We have an outlet for our negativity online so we don't have to be jerks to each other in real life. That's how it works. That's how that's how God intended it to be. At least that's what I think. 608-321-1670. Let's talk to Ken, who has uh, called in with some lifelines, some topics, because he realized you guys are light on material this week. Ken, what do you want to talk about? Well, I guess we looked at we've just had a baseball draft and looking at the number of players that they've taken and what they've taken. Um, maybe it's interesting to talk a little bit about our system or how, how are we doing with the triple A, double A, and look at all the pitchers we picked up and some third basemen. The Brewers explained some of the weaknesses. Yeah. The Brewers took, what was the number I heard this morning on Evo's update? They took an insane number of pitchers, like upper teens, like close to 20 pitchers. So naturally they're valuing out getters and they're valuing because the Brewers the last couple of years, Ken, They've really been able to fall back on another pitcher coming through the pipeline. We got Corbin Burns up. Now we can look forward to Aaron Ashby and Ethan Small. They've just kept this pipeline of pitchers full. It seems like they're continuing that in this draft. Not as many first or third basemen. I just, I want them to get a a full-time franchise first baseman, Ken. And until they do that, I'm not going to be happy. So maybe this draft will It was their first pick was the third baseman. Third baseman? I'm looking at the... um, List right now. Brock Wilkin, third base from Wake Forest, was their first overall pick. There you go, Ken. There's a corner um, infielder. Number 18. Big stick. Well, I, I kind of know him a little bit, and I was going to say they also picked two other third basemen. <clears throat> so maybe one of them could be turned into a first baseman, one that's a good hitter, and get some things to look at in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Do I'll you... be the first to admit I do not follow college baseball. So yeah. Well, it's because Wisconsin doesn't have a baseball team. There we go. Maybe if they had a baseball team, I'd follow more closely, but I don't I don't have a team to cheer for. A little college World Series, Ken, but are you following do you follow the minor leagues closely? Are you keeping an eye on all these prospects? Or you just kinda wait for them to get to the majors? What I like to do is follow in as they draft them, saying who made it and who didn't. Um, oh, you look track. at some of the players that you're seeing starting to grow and you say it's kinda like watching and saying, okay, this one came through, this one didn't. And when we grab three third basemen, you're thinking, are they looking at some other things, like maybe a first baseman out of that group? And do they have a good third baseman of three choices? And it's fun to watch and see who's the one that comes to the top. I tend to agree. It's fun to follow. you got to have patience. Mm -hmm. you got to have... Well, you gotta have a lot of patience because, and often, you know, you're waiting three, four, five years. Sometimes they take even longer to actually get to the major leagues. Ken, I appreciate the call, but Austin, we have 
We have jam-packed phone lines. Yeah. So we, we, got, go. we got other callers to get to. This is what sports radio is for. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. Who's this? How are we looking, gentlemen? How are we looking? How are we looking? How are we looking? How are we looking? Z and the D here. What's up, Z? That's who I thought it was. All right. So do you guys like the all-star jerseys to be like the color scheme of the city that's repping, or do you like the old school where it was the actual team jerseys? I like that they wear I miss when they wore their own jerseys yeah. I get it because you can sell a different I get it it's a marketing sell thing a different jersey. I understand I get why they do it well, but I, I think it is cool when they wear their actual jerseys they kind of flip-flopped it for the longest time they during the all-star game they would wear their actual jerseys but the home run derby was the color scheme jerseys but now it's flip-flopped where the all-star game has the color jerseys and then the home run derby is now their team jerseys which is kind of weird Maybe we but, could strike up a compromise where they wear the jersey of the of the city. They wear the special, unique 2023 All-Star jersey, but they wear the helmet of the team. The Pro Bowl used to do that. Well, now it's flag football, yeah. but I, I liked they the way the Pro Bowl like, did it. Yeah. Can I have, like, their normal hats, too? Normal helmets? Yeah. I th- that I could think be a good compromise. Yeah. I think that's a fair compromise. And then during the home run derby, they can do the reverse of that. We can go team yeah. jersey, but team jersey, but all star helmet. Cap. Maybe now we're overthinking it. But I, I to answer your original question, I think we all prefer the original jerseys. But the world we live in, you know, it's a dollars and cents world. Z, I, I get why they need to make a unique jersey, and it's a cool celebration of the city, the host city too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and then something I came up with for the home runner. You guys were talking about having high schoolers out there catch robin fly balls or drunk people. What I was thinking is that you put out. 25 people, they all represent a different charity. And if that person catches a fly ball in the outfield, the MLB donates like $1,000 to that or charity. So if one person catches like three or four fly balls, you know, there's 4000 And you can scatter all that money across the charities, and you can see who, what charity got the most money from the MLB. And if a kid takes a line drive off the forehead, then Major League Baseball pays the medical bill? For the for the concussion no, you, treatment, you don't, you don't do kids. <laughs> you do adults. You do like the people that are like the vice president or someone that's part of that charity organization. Gotcha. gotcha. And then they're actually representing that charity. They like to wear a shirt that says "I'm representing this charity." You know, Z. So. I think there's a spot in the MLB front office for that. I like that. Yeah, there's a chair there for you. All right. Well, sign me up. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Appreciate you, Z. Thanks. And no, I do not have you blocked on Twitter. Uh, that came up on the morning show. Z thought I had him blocked. I don't block on Twitter. I block like one person, maybe ever. I don't mind the hate. I enjoy the hate. If it's like every other tweet and every day, then it's a little But exhausting. you do get blocked. I get blocked. the Pat McAfee show. My buddy sent me a link to the Pat McAfee show. He's like, this is funny. I'm like, I, I had to go and switch accounts, you know, watch it. And it was just a Lou Holtz impression. It was funny. Um, but yeah, Pat McAfee, that's so annoying. Because when Rodgers goes on there, news breaks on there, I, I don't see it. It's like I'm living under a rock. Another call, 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Bill Michael Show. Who's this? Uh, this is Travis from Wausau. Travis in Wausau. What's going on, Travis? Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, I got a different take on the Josh Hader trade. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any way the uh, Brewers are ever going to pay Josh Hader $15 million in his uh, final year of arbitration. And you got to look at the long haul. Um, he turned the Asbury Ruiz pick into uh, Contreras, which you have controllable for five years. And you're not quite sure what we got in uh, Gasser yet. So I do think that it was a decent trade for the Brewers. Um, plus, 
you know, can't have two elite closers on one team, and you still have uh, Williams. I mean, you can. Uh, I mean, you can. Closer. You can. The Brewers maybe thought they didn't need to have two closers. My problem is that they did in the middle of the season. That's my only issue. It's my only issue, Travis. If they would have done it in the offseason, no problem. No problem at all. Yeah, but when's the last time the Brewers paid a relief pitcher $15 million? You know, I understand Josh Hader's elite, but uh, that's a lot of money for a reliever uh, for the Brewers to pay for. Yeah. Just my opinion. No, I understand. I And I'm not Mark Atanasio, and I'm not in the front office, so I don't know exactly the dollars and cents they're working with. I think that's the type of money the Brewers can pony up. If they're ever looking to pony up, it's going to be in the one year of arbitration where the price goes up. The thing that the Brewers can't do is commit a bajillion dollars over 8, 9, 10, 12, 13 years, like the Trey Turner contract or some of these other deals. If the Brewers have to pay a little bit of a tax for one year of hater, okay, yeah, maybe they're spending a little extra and they don't want to do that, but they're not tied up long-term. So I guess that would be my pushback to paying Josh Hader or Lever, you know, 15 over one year. It is just the one year. Sure, yeah, understandable. And uh, interesting to see the uh, Jets are going to be on hard knocks this uh, year. Hell too, yeah. Like. We were talking about that earlier. I'm going to watch. I'm going to I'm gonna excitedly watch. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting for sure. And then uh, one last question, uh, you know, about the Brewers payroll. I mean, the owner originally bought this team for $250 million, and it's evaluated at over $2 billion. At some point, they need to take a chance and make a run, you know, especially with the elite pitching that we have right now, you know. I just, I never see that happening. It's just a little frustrating. You know, I you know, I understand it's a smaller market, but at some point, you got to take a little gamble. And, uh, you know, when's the next time we're going to have this elite, kind of elite pitching on the team? I'll leave you with that. I appreciate that, Travis. That was an excellent call, by the way, Travis. Uh, uh, that's one of the better calls I've heard this week, Austin. Organized, mm-hmm. point to point to point. point. Yep. Outstanding. He knew what he was going to say. I love that's the, what we like to see. I love the contribution from Wausau. I think the Brewers, Travis, think that they can keep this trend of elite pitching going because they're always feeding this pipeline. Like, I, I just talked about how they took a, a bajillion starting yeah. pitchers, and then they Our traded and had favorite. Robert Gasser. Name? Bishop Letson. Oh, Our yeah, Bishop, Bishop Letson. So they just keep feeding that pipeline, and they're not all going to work out, as maybe we're seeing with Eric Lauer. Like, okay. He gave the Brewers some good run, though, it, and I think Eric Lauer will once again be an effective starter at some point for the Brewers, I think, I hope. And now they're going to see what they get from Ashby, Ethan Small, Robert Gasser at some point. They're not all going to pan out, but if the Brewers can get one or two, well, as Corbin Burns departs or Brandon Woodruff departs, then Aaron Ashby's next guy up. Or maybe Ethan Small at one point is next guy up. The Brewers do a really good job of shuffling in the next exciting young arm as the older, more expensive arm departs. Yeah, they have a good system in place for that, for sure. They can develop pitching. There's not like, like there's some things you can say the Brewers do bad, but... Mm -hmm. Develop pitching is not one of them. Develop pitching they is good. have new guys coming up. School up a catcher and how to play good yep. defense. They're very good at that. Other than that, uh, what do the Brewers do well? I mean, I think Craig Council's a bullpen magician. Yeah. I think he Maybe. can really navigate close games through the way he manages a bullpen. I think he's really good at that. And Offense, like, I don't know. Yeah. But. It's not like they haven't like tried. Like I think in, like when they sign... Didn't they they traded for Yelich and mm-hmm. signed Kane like the same day? Yep. Right? Yeah, I think it was within yeah. a couple of hours. I remember. I, I was think, sitting on the floor of my college house playing <laughs> Call of Duty. I'll never forget I, where I was. I think I remember being seeing that and I was like, I'm a little worried now. Yeah. Like the Brewers are they're going for it. You were right to be worried, at yeah. least in the context of twenty eighteen. 
Um, did Cubs fans think post-2016, like, did you guys expect another title? What were the expectations for those few years? Because that was kind of like where Packers yeah. fans have been, where we're like, one of these years we're going to get back, we're gonna, I and think it, it never might be, happens. That might be pretty similar, yeah. I mean, that core, Bryant was in his second year. He just mm-hmm. won MVP mm-hmm. and never really returned to, like, he didn't keep, we thought he would keep building off that. So, yeah, I probably expected... But then again, winning a World Series is really freaking hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Just in anything. So I'll take the one. I'm going to take the one. Yes, obviously you want, like, as soon as you win one, every team, I feel like they think they're like, oh, we can be a dynasty. We're never going to lose again. Yeah, we can be a dynasty and whatnot. But Not one. Yeah. Not two. (laughs) Not three. Exactly. It's like, well, maybe... Maybe just get one, and and we talk about this with the Bucks as well. Like, there's a lot of Bucks fans that, after the shortcomings of the last two years, they're like, they're well, they little, they were up two yeah. zero against the Raptors, and they blew it against the Heat in the bubble, and they have one ring in this last four or five year window. And look, it's frustrating. I I thought they were better than the Celtics when Chris Middleton got hurt in 2021, mm-hmm. and obviously, I, I don't know what happened this last year, but that was very disappointing. I, I'm not arguing that the Bucks have disappointed the last couple of years. But show me the other team in the NBA that's stacking titles right exactly. now. There's right? one. The, the Bucks have one. The Warriors have one post-Durant. The Nuggets now have one. Find me the team that's stacking tight, right? And same with the Cubs. Like, there have been lots of teams to build it up, win titles. The Astros kind of, but now they've, they've well, a little yeah. bit got two errors pre and post their, their whole scandal. Of, yeah. It's hard to stack up titles. It's really, really hard. Yeah. It's really, like, really in hard. In baseball, there hasn't been a back-to-back title winner since 2000. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't happen. So, exactly. So again, if you're frustrated with your team, I get it. Point to me, the NFL team. Point to me, well, other than the Patriots, that was the mm-hmm. one outlier. And it looks like maybe the Chiefs could do it as yeah. well. But the Packers were as successful as anyone. The Bucks have been successful as anyone. And the Brewers... They've well, had ch- they've had their chances. Like, they've let's had be lots honest. of chances. Had, 2018 was really, really good chance. 2019... That team was Yell- good. That 2019 was good until Yell- that was the year Yelich yeah. took the ball off his knee, right? So yeah. he was... And then the Nationals go on to win the World Series. And they after, had that team dead to rights yeah, in the ninth inning. Pretty much. That team had Yasmani Grandal. That team had Mike Moustakit. That was a loaded offensive team. Yeah. That was a really good team. And Corbin Burns didn't take a jump as a starter the way they wanted him to, but they had plenty. That like that 2019 team, we forget about that team because they lost in the wild card game. And they weren't in the NLDS, right? If they would have mm-hmm. gone a series farther, maybe we'd remember them as, yeah, as better than the they were. The team they but... lost to won the World Series. So that well, that's just our destiny. Could, that could have been their run. You never it's know. just our destiny, man. <laughs> we lose to a team, and then all of a sudden, oh, the Braves are, oh, okay. So the Braves are going to win a World Series. Yeah. Or, just whoever you lose to. You, is that your <laughs> theory? Whoever you lose to goes to win it. It's maybe. our lot in life. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's the Brewers' lot in life. Happened with the Cardinals in 2011. Happened with the Dodgers. Well, the Dodgers went in 2018. They didn't win it. The Dodgers won the Disney ring in 2020. Yeah, we don't really talk all, about. Yeah. Everyone puts an asterisk. The, Do- the Dodgers are a team that they only have one ring mm-hmm. and they've been there. So Do- Dodgers fans get can get disappointed. The Dodgers yeah. fans should probably be more disappointed than than Cubs fans or, or Brewers fans for sure. I mean, the Brewers fans, we've yet to make a World Series or at least since 82 when the, they made the one that they've made in franchise history. The Cubs... To kind of tie this segment together, I would be a little more frustrated as a Cubs fan because, and maybe this is me being naive, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the Cubs with their own sports network and with the market and the massive fan base that they have, I think had the money to retain those guys. The Royals had to break it up. 
There are teams that have had to break up their core and start a rebuild. I don't think the Cubs did. The Cubs could have kept one of them. Like, I could have kept two. Come on. Yeah. It's okay. the Cubs. Looking, yeah, they could have spent money. But looking back, what Rizzo's the one that they were wrong on. Rizzo's the guy that's producing now. Bryant has hit the injury plug, and Baez is just like... I think trading Baez was smart. Like, that, I, that's what they got their top prospect for. Yeah. So I'm not anti-Baez, but... Some of, some of them... We're good. Schwarber's another one. They sh- yeah. they should have kept Schwarber. Schwarber hits 40 home runs a year. Well, let's think about their core. Okay, so they had Contreras, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber. Am I missing anyone? Does anyone else be? Um, should anyone else be in that group, or is that no, kind of the group? No, Addison Russell was in that kind of group, and then he— I forgot about that. And then he had the domestic violence That's stuff, right. and he's been in Mexico the last few if, years. If I was a Cubs fan, I am bummed that my team did not retain Rizzo and Schwarber yeah. and build it up around them. Because yep. the Cubs have the money. They have— they have and their own at, sports And look network. at the Cubs right now. First base is their worst position. I wonder if there's a guy. And third base, too. But That's what's frustrating about the Cubs, is there are plenty of Major League Baseball teams that have built it up and won or built it up and got close. And then, had, excuse me, had to tear it down because they didn't have the money to retain yeah. guys. The Cubs but had the, the money Cubs, to retain the guys. The Cubs are a top market, and they just were about, if we come out slow this break, they're going to sell for the third straight year. Well, and they might as well. They've they've walked this far down this path. Like this is the route they've chosen, so they might as well commit to it. But and there's worse strategies to have. Like they paid Stroman for what? Did they give him a two three year contract? Yeah. It's not years. like they signed him for ten years and now they're flipping him. No, they signed him to a pretty decent contract. Get his stock up and trade him. Same with Bellinger. It's not dumb. It's it's shrewd team building, but it's coming from a team that doesn't have to team build in a shrewd way. Like they could have just retained some of their stars because they got the money. They got, uh, we were talking about Marquis yesterday and that guy who always says, Brandon Woodroff. Just annoys me. I was thinking about that in my car and my drive-in today. I'm like, did I sound like a crabby old man? Probably. I don't mean to hate on an announcer, but it's just a little pet peeve. Just a grain of sand that always sticks in my, sticks in my craw. Three minutes, we're going to take a break. Come back. Three, 608-321-1670. That's the number. We'd love to have a, a nice, long, extended yeah. cut. We're not going to usher you off the phone today. Whatever you want to discuss, we'd love Wide to get in the weeds with you. Wide open phone lines. Wide open. <laughs> Wide open phone lines. Bill Michael Show, we're back in three minutes. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's summer and Road America's in mid-season form. Get your tickets now for NASCAR's Xfinity Series at RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com. Welcome to Pella. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Welcome back. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Grant Bills, Austin Harper, Stone Cold producer Austin here. Little Cubs talk. I hope that didn't chase people away. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I remember I was in college. I brought this up so many times already today. 
I'm not telling college stories, but I remember being in college, and that was when the Brewers and the Cubs were both going at it. 16, 17. Okay, one more college thing. Where were you when the Cubs won the World Series? Game seven. What were you doing? I was at my grandma's house uh, watching with my dad and my uncle. Oh. So there was four of us, and... I remember actually doing some homework during the rain delay. That a boy. So I, I think I did some homework during the 17-minute rain delay. That's the type of attitude that got you onto the Bill Michaels show right yeah. there. All right, now it's all starting to make sense. And then, yeah, I remember just jumping up ecstatically. We won. Did not get a lot of sleep that day. No. But did not matter. Went to school. The ne- I remember my dad drove me to school the next day. Found some uh, other Cubs fans in my uh, middle school. Did I was you in seventh grade at that point? I was in seventh grade when the Packers won the Super Bowl there in 2010, and I remember walking into school the next day. Like I don't even, I don't even care. I have to go to school. I'm so amped up. Like yeah, they, you just you carry exactly that energy with you. Yeah, I was a freshman in college when the Cubs won in 2016. I was in my dorm room. I don't remember where my roommate was. Maybe he had le- no, it was a weeknight. They won on a weeknight. Yeah, right. Tuesday. Where night was in, that guy? Tuesday night in Cleveland. I don't know who who knows what he was up to, but I was watching in the dorm room by myself. And the door was open, and I could hear a lot of Cubs fans. Like, our next-door neighbors, there was a Cubs fan who lived in there. And actually, UWL baseball player went on to throw a no-hitter. Fun fact, Connor Cook was his name, a big-time Cubs fan. And I remember hearing his cheers and being a little pissed because uh, as a Brewers fan— Dude, I'm a Brewers fan. If the Brewers were in the World Series, would you cheer for them? Depends on who they're playing. Sure. Completely depends on who they're playing. Here's, here's, Here's how it broke down for me. It's not that, okay, I was cheering for the Indians. I was cheering for the Indians. But when the Cubs won, there was also part of me that was like, all right, I have some Cubs fans in my life. Mm -hmm. Happy for them. You know, I'm not going to rain on their parade and and be a jerk about it. And I'm, I'm always considering if the Vikings ever end up in a Super Bowl, how I will approach it. Because I have some, some of my best friends are Vikings fans. My significant other is a Vikings fan. Her family. Not that she cares that much, but still, she'd be happy. Like, there's a lot of Vikings fans because I grew up decently close to the Twin Cities. And I would think of all of those friends who've been Vikings fans, but I'd be mad. But I, I I think maybe in my heart, my hardest of hearts, my deepest of downs, I would be able to be happy for those people in my life a little bit. Begrudgingly happy, but I think, I think happy. Yeah, begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> begrudgingly happy. Word of the day. Word of the day. Begrudgingly. Yes. 608 321 1670. I remember Super Bowl Sunday when the Packers played the Steelers going to church that day and we were at mass. And I remember because there's the priest always gives the announcements at the end of mass. Yep. Right before we, we do the final blessing, you know, the mass has ended. Thanks be to God. And we, song leave. Right. If you're unfamiliar with the proceedings of a Catholic mass. And I remember the priest being like, well, the Packers playing the Super Bowl this is a huge deal. Everyone's wearing Packers stuff. And it's like, oh, the Packers playing the Super Bowl today. And you know what? I've had a chance to talk to some parishioners who are Vikings fans and are Bears fans. And and they all told me, you know, they're rooting for the Packers today. And everyone in church was like, round of applause. Like it was this wholesome moment. I was, I was at the, I was 12, I was 11 or 12 years old at the time. And I was sitting in that pew and I'm thinking, oh my God, if the Vikings are ever in a Super Bowl, there's no way in hell I'm cheering for them. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate the good vibes. And the prayers, I don't think that we said a prayer for the Packers in church. I feel like that was a little bit too much of a stretch. But we did acknowledge and just the the richest round of applause That's from nice. the congregation. It's like a classy move from the Vikings fans out there. And I'm at the, te- the little, not even a teenager yet, in my head like, well, I'm never going to cheer for these other teams if they make the Super Bowl. But 
going to keep that to myself. Uh, like I said, 608-321-1670. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Couple of tweets about the hater trade. Wow. We've caught lightning in a bottle. This is this is such a shock. Bring up the hater trade and people have opinions and people want to talk about it. Let's go. Joe says, at Wisco Grant, Grant, I slightly disagree about the hater trade. I believe Atanasio wanted him traded at the time, antsy owner, but Stearns thought he found the perfect patsy in the Padres. He might have. The, the Padres might be a bunch of dopes. He might have found a sucker in the Padres. As it turns out, trading for a short-term closer to be a setup, who is as bad as, going on to part two, a closer, Rogers. Promising asset you naively DFA two days later. Lamette, we don't even talk about that part of the hater trade. I forgot about that. I did as well. You guys swapped closers. Yeah. Uh, Denilson Lamette DFA'd. Uh, Taylor Rogers sucked. Denilson Lamette was the guy they, they brought in and then immediately DFA'd. And there was buzz about, well, did you not know Rogers, that he was out of options? Yeah. Or Rogers did you not want him? the guy. So he pitched... He pitched for the Brewers. Yep, yep, yep. So Rodgers was the closer pitch yep. for the Brewers. Lamette think, was the guy they DFA'd, and then Gasser was one of the other yeah. prospects. He's still in the system. And Ro- Rodgers is gone now, right? I yeah. Wa- I want to say he signed with the Giants, but that may be. There's two of them. There's yeah. There's Taylor. There's, a, there's brother. There's brothers. Rodgers play for the Giants now. I oh, think. they both do. I think they do. Ty- it's uh, Tyler and Taylor, right? Tyler yeah, and Taylor. Yes, it's not important. Joe, Joe, the tweet also points out that the worst trade last year was the Rosenthal deal where you trade a decently high prospect for someone who never plays. I agree. The Trevor Rosenthal deal yes, was awful. They are, I was, they're both on the Giants right now. Okay, so they have the brothers Four Rogers. set of twins to be on the same MOV team. There we go. Can we find the other three sets of twins? Uh, it's probably in this article that I just Googled. Put the research department on it. Not you. Pat, pawn yeah, it off, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a we co-host got, today. More, you pass that along. We got more research department. Yeah, the other, someone in the next room. Pass that, the other side of the glass. Pass that, uh, there's no one else here. It's just the two of us. But pass that along. Uh, you know, the theater of the mind radio here. The Rosenthal deal sucked. And in the middle of the hater deal and the Rosenthal deal was this weird Jake McGee situation. The Brewers thought this guy was going to be good and they believed in him. And that was a part of why... They didn't have a roster spot for Lamette or some of these other. I mean, it was just, it was awful. It was terrible. It was a, a horrendous trade deadline for David Stearns. All of the things that he thought would maybe work out didn't work out. He was trying to thread the needle three or four different ways, and it all came crashing down. And I think he had such an issue with it and was so frustrated by it. He said, screw this. I don't want to be the GM anymore. I'm going to go be an advisor to the front office. And again, on the idea that Mark Atanasio pushed Stearns to do this, uh, per sources, I hate to be this guy, per sources, I can confirm that is that not the case. That's not what happened. And that's why Mark Atanasio got in front of a camera a couple days later and was like, well, do I need to be a meddling owner again? Like, gal dang, everyone told me for years they wanted me out of the process, so I step out and let my exec do his job, and he trades away a franchise cornerstone. Do you guys want me involved or not? And I think a lot of us watched that at the time and thought, this guy, this sneaky guy is going to slide all the blame onto his GM. That's not what happened. It had nothing to do with Mark Atanasio. Scott says, Asteri Ruiz was part of the deal. Also, we flipped him from Contreras and Piams. Good deal. Yeah, it's a good deal this year. Asteri Ruiz did nothing to contribute last year, and Piams did nothing to contribute last year. So if you want to light the second half of a, a, a promise, I think last year was a promising season. If you want to light the second half of a promising season on fire and punt on a year to then be able to get Contreras and Piams in the years to come, sure. I'm just not in the business of lighting a year on fire, and the Brewers shouldn't be either. Because if their idea is to get a bite at the apple every year, 
and to every year be in the mix, then you got to make the playoffs every year. You mm-hmm. have to you have to get that bite at the apple. And someone asked David Stearns at his postseason press conference. This is glued into my memory. David, when you're doing this strategy, bites at the apple as many chances as possible. Does it hurt even worse to miss a playoffs or miss the playoffs in a season like this? And I don't remember what Stearns said, but the answer is yes. It's unequivocally yes. Yeah. Because if you're building a team to make the playoffs every single year, you got to make the playoffs every single year. Yep. And that's difficult because and you, know, you want to make the playoffs. The, you don't want to be too yeah. good. It's it's tough. And who were the last team in the playoffs last year? The Phillies. And they went on to the World Series. I don't I don't shed a lot of tears for the Phillies because, you know, the romantic Brewers fan in me wants to say, well, the Phillies got in. Why couldn't it have been the Brewers? Go look at that Phillies roster. Yeah, they, no, they had, I'm not saying the Brewers were going to make the World yeah. Series if they made the playoffs, but – it's just like the same thing with the 2019. They're not. I'm not saying the Brewers win the World Series yeah. if they beat the Nationals. But go back and look at the Nationals those are just batting hypotheticals. order. You can see any team can get hot. If you Bill always says this, any team can get can, hot. Why not the Brewers? Why not the Brewers? See, this is a this is a Billism. Bill always says, in order to win a championship, you got to be good. You got to be healthy. You got to be lucky. You got to be hot. That happened in 2010 for the Brewers. I or 2010 for the Packers. The Brewers have the right idea. Because they watch the Nationals just get in. All you got to do is get in, yep. and you can do it. They watch the Phillies just get in. You, know, you can go all the way. The problem is the Nationals were really good, and the Phillies were really good. The Phillies had four or five sticks in their lineup last year, yeah. and I think any of them would have been and the Bryce best Harper hitter on the And Bryce Harper decided Brewers. to just turn into one of the best playoff performances yeah. we've seen in so recent memory. You, 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 have, you have to get in, yes. You also have to be a certain level of good, yeah. and I think that's that's the part the Brewers have been missing the last couple of years. And then this leads us to another question: Can the Brewers be that good and get in every year? I I don't know if they can sustain success. If you're sustaining success year to year, the Brewers can't get too high in any given year. Mm-hmm. They need to be good, but not so good that it's going to hurt them in years to come. And, and again, unless that's the year that they win it all, like if you're mm-hmm. gonna, yep, make yourself like so good, yep. That's got to be a year that you go for it all. And the Brewers don't want that because they no. don't they don't want high stakes riding on a season where if they come up short, they come crashing down in a exactly. year or two. There, there's a lot of structural I, issues with yeah. this strategy. It works in theory, and I think the Brewers could go about baseball in, in, a, in many worse ways. Don't get me wrong, but you, know, you get to the trade deadline. It's like, well, should they buy or sell? Well, technically, neither. Like I said early, because yep. they're trying to sustain success. So buying or selling is a departure from that strategy or, or just like, well, we just want to get in. Well, what if you get in every year and you are markedly worse than all of the other teams? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, you got in and I guess you could get hot, but like how hot can you really yeah. get? You don't have Harper or you Rendon get... or, or or Schwarber. You don't have these guys. No, it's, frustrating, it's not like that team, like the Brewers hot streak. I don't know if it can sustain winning no. 11 games that it takes to win the World Series. Not with MVP Christian Yelich. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we'll talk about next. Maybe that's been maybe the missing. Maybe that's what you need. The missing cog in this machine. Maybe that cog is back. We'll talk about that next. Take your calls, 608-321-1670. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's 
It's the Bill Michaels Show. Love Toby Keith. Love the song. Austin, we were just talking about our, our formative years. You watched the Cubs win a title in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade when the Packers won a Super Bowl. Big year for both of us. Seventh grade. Really? Really was. Well, what, what, what do you remember most about seventh grade? That was such an important year yeah. in my life. I mean, other than the Cubs winning the World Series. Not much. Not a whole. <laughs> I mean, I remember my teacher. That's about it. All right. This was Nesky. Uh, that's who I had. Oh, what did she teach? Social studies. Oh, but yeah. impactful teacher. That, yeah, seventh grade was the first for me. It was the first year of like going to a different class every hour. Oh yeah, so that, that, I mean, I guess it me was a well. big. It was a big changing wow. year. Went through a lot of change. That year. Scheduling things for yourself, yeah. finding classes. Seventh grade was the first year I had multiple classes. Well, seventh grade was the first year of my life I ever had a man for a teacher. Really? Earth shattering. Well, I went to a, I went to a Catholic, way, little Catholic school through sixth grade. Yeah, I mean, other than the gym teacher, you might be right. Yeah, I don't think right? I ha- I don't think I had a non non gym male gym teacher until seventh grade. I had a male gym teacher when I was younger, and then yeah, a, so, a woman so took so his I. place as I got a little bit older. But I I never had a man teacher. I I was just struck by the novelty of it all. Like when I when I got to school in seventh grade, I switched to a, a bigger middle school yep. with lots of new kids, lots of new things. And I went to a reading class. Mr. Haas was my reading English teacher. And I'm like, there's a guy in here. Like, what the? <laughs> this is, I was just struck by the novelty of it all. I didn't. The curriculum was excellent as well. Excellent teacher. Don't get me wrong. I was just so floored that a man was teaching class today uh, and not a woman. That's what I got used to at Catholic school. Anyways, that's uh, that's talking elementary school. That's what we got. Grant Noss. This and week. Every Wednesday at 1145, uh, we tell stories from our past. 608. 321-1670. We were both reading on Twitter. Our old friend Ben Kenny asked ChatGPT who the best fits are for the Northwestern job. ChatGPT did a pretty good job. Academic standards are high. Yep. Right? Tough recruiting environment in the Big Ten. There's a lot of bigger, better programs in the Big Ten to contend with. Player development is big. Got to nail that. I just got to say, I think we covered this pretty well in buy or sell yesterday actually i have a clip should we go back and listen we, we to can. us discussing we can i absolutely Might can as well i have the clip this is uh, austin's final question from buy or sell yesterday get a load of this if you missed it buy or sell. all right last one i got for today just keep it short and simple with three questions i love it paul or paul christ and or jim leonard joining the northwestern head coaching interview process like Hmm. Think their name ever gets brought up. Okay, well, let's think of what Paul Christ offers to an athletic director. Okay, you you are the you are the Northwestern athletic director. Yep. And I'm helping you conduct a coaching search, and I have a I have a legal pad, and I'm asking uh, Mr. Harper, what are you looking for in the next candidate? What do we need? We just had a scandal. We're we're out. We're we're looking to move on. What do we need? What, what kind of Traits do we want in our next coach? I'm gonna write these down. Honestly, I feel like they want to. They're gonna want to stay out of the media. Ah, for okay. A good, for a good portion of years. Mm-hmm, okay. Uh, they did just go one and eleven. So obviously, we want to improve on the one and eleven. So wins. we need okay. a somewhat winning attitude. Yep. They, we're not asking them to win the Big Ten every year. Okay. But okay. a winning attitude and from a recruiting perspective. Recruiting perspective. You want someone that yeah. knows this part of the country. Yeah. Don't you think? Who okay. knows the Midwest? Okay. So. He might. 
Also, we got? you know, another thing I just came to my mind, again, and I, I know you're running the search, but I'm, I'm trying to yep. be a, a good assistant. Uh, also, Northwestern's got some pretty high academic standards. Yep, yep. We should probably want a coach that, you know, has dealt with that before, right? Of course. Uh, sir, uh, I, I, I know I'm talking out of turn here. I'm not you telling you how to do your job. You got a candidate for me? Paul Chris checks Paul all Chris these boxes. <laughs> Look at this. Paul Chris does check all the boxes, Austin. I think he we really were on to something yesterday. And ben, on Ben's tweet, he says that sounds like Paul Christ <laughs> of what like Paul Christ. Chat GPT gave him. Imagine a Paul Christ coached offense taking the field, Ryan Field, 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. It's pissing rain in, in Evanston. Conditions suck. It's just electric. It's, ele- it's electric. Thousands of fans. I didn't say tens of thousands of fans. I said thousands of fans. Full throat getting ready to cheer on their Wildcats. I like it. I'm looking at a list of potential candidates here from Bruce Feldman. Who's at the Athletic. Bruce is very Bruce is very old school. I appreciate him. He's not TikTok, Flash, and Dazzle. He's hard-hitting old school journalist. Very serious. Mike Kafka, who is the New York Giants offensive coordinator. Uh, he played at Northwestern, which I didn't know, which is why we read. This is why we that's research. Pro- that's probably why he's a candidate. Mike Kafka. Matt Campbell, the Iowa State head coach. It's one of the biggest names in college football. Is, Again, I'm reading what he – is that a p- that's promotion? Not, I, I don't think so. I'm going to go with Iowa's a better program than Northwestern. Getting into the Big Ten and leaving the Big 12, maybe that is appealing. I don't know. Uh, can I interest you in some Dave Clawson, who's the Wake Forest head coach? See, that makes sense. Uh, Getting out of the ACC, you're getting into yeah. a better conference, but you're at the bottom of the you're conference. At the very bottom. A Brett Bielema type thing. You're going for the conference, but you're joining the way, like you're coaching at Arkansas, but you're in the SEC. You're coaching at Northwestern, but you're in the Big Ten. Mike Elko, another coach, head coach in the ACC. He coaches Duke. Willie Fritz, who coaches at Tulane. Chris Creighton, who's the head coach at Eastern Michigan. These make sense. These are more upward mm-hmm. moves. Sharon Moore. Michigan's offensive coordinator. Can you tell me anything about him as a Michigan fan? Yeah, so I saw this on Michigan Twitter yesterday. Being the offensive coordinator on a national championship contender is better than the head coaching job (laughs) at Northwestern right now. So you guys were weighing pros and cons. Like, Would you rather be (laughs) essentially a a decently – you're not a small fish in a big pond. Offensive coordinator Michigan Mm -hmm. under Jim Harbaugh, that's a decently sized fish, a nice largemouth bass. You're not a big musky Big lake trout, no. but you're also not a sunfish. You, you know, you're in, a, you're in a big pond. They go out like he probably gets a pretty good job next year. I would have to think. I would like think if, they, he, if, if Michigan's offense goes out, plays well plays again, well, contends. They, so are you, you saying think, there there could be a better available job than Northwestern? Yes, that's maybe. what that's what I I mean. That's what the chatter is at least. The Northwestern head coaching job is not that great right now. Coming, it's like, not being, the most desirable job. Yeah. Got to rebuild the culture, and it's just a tough program at which to win. Yeah, because of the academic standards. The academic standards. Just where you are, it's hard to get people to come to Northwestern. Yeah, because you got Madison just, you know, but a few hours to the north. I'd rather go to Madison. I've never been to Ann Arbor. Michigan people never shut up about Ann Arbor, so I'm assuming I've it's also never been. Nice. So I can't really speak on that completely. But. You got Columbus right around the corner. Yeah. Ohio State. So if you're a good player, you're going to have. Future, other coaches, we got, we got USC and UCLA coming mm-hmm. to the Big Ten, the so you can elites. go out to California. I've never been to Evanston. I've only been to Chicago a, a few times. I'd like to go. I, I think maybe I've undersold Chicago in the past. It's like, I hate going there, traffic. Blah, blah, blah. 
I think I should go spend a weekend there. You know, hit up some spots, do some things. Give the city a, a, an actual honest-to-goodness yeah. chance. It's fun. Because when I go, I'm always in and out for a sports thing, in and out for a concert. Paul Chris, by the way, also on this list. Tommy Reese, the Alabama offensive coordinator as well. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Bill Michael Show. Who's this? It's Big Ron in New Jersey. Big Ron in New Jersey, which is Big Ten country because you guys have Rutgers out there. So you can definitely contribute to this conversation. What's up, Big Ron? Yeah, I think Chris would be a good fit for Northwestern. Um, but, uh, um, I, you know, you guys were talking about memories and where you were when uh, the Cubs won the World Series in 2016 and yeah. the Packers won the Super Bowl. Well, I, well, where else would I be? In 2016, I was down in a casino down in Atlanta City gambling. <laughs> How'd I remember, you do? I, you have a good weekend? You know, oh, I can't remember from that. I, I usually <laughs> I usually do pretty well. I'm usually pretty lucky, but... Um, uh, damn straight. Um, so, um, anyway... Um, Atlantic City. Do you say uh, down the shore? Is that down the shore or up the shore from where you are? I know that's the lingo out there. Yeah, I'm in North Jersey. That's that's down the shore. Yeah. Okay, I that's, gotcha. That's in South Jersey, Atlantic City. and um, But I remember, I don't know, Austin can correct me, but I think that game seven was an up and down game. Like, didn't like, very much the so. Cubs ahead and then, and then Cleveland, I remember I was watching it in the casino bar and then Cleveland came in and I'm, I'm a Cubs hater. So Cleveland came, uh, got ahead and then I was cheering and going nuts. And then the Cubs came back. It wasn't that how it kind of went. It's an yeah, awesome the, game. There was, yeah. So Dexter Fowler lead off home run. So they do that, mm-hmm. and then Hendricks is dealing. Uh, What's for, new? Yeah, he he was dealing. Then they put in Lester in the fifth inning, and David Ross comes in, and then they give up a couple runs. I think the Indians take the lead by one, I think, or something. And then Ross gets a home run back, hits a home run in his final game. Then the Cubs go up by a couple more, and Chapman's in, and then the Rajay Davis home run. Oh. That, that was... Yeah, Defla- so deflating. Yeah, so that was in the. I eighth thought it inning. was over. I thought the Indians had it at that moment. That I was in that. the eighth inning. Yeah, yeah. So that tied so the game. I. Eighth inning tied the game. Ninth inning, nothing happens. Then the rain delay. Oh. And then Cubs go out and score two. Indians score one. The rest is history. And yeah, who made the final out? Do you remember? Was it a throw from third to first? <laughs> yep. Mike Montgomery pitching grounder to sh- uh, third from Chris Bryant, and he throws to Rizzo. That's right. And that then Rizzo hides the ball, as he always does. He puts it in his back pocket. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, big round. Well, there you go. You got the blow-by-blow. Yeah, what a crazy game. That Yeah, I, I my memory, you know, I was a little intoxicated at the time, so my memory was a little hazy. But uh, boy. Um, I just remember it was a back-and-forth crazy game. Um, yes. And then for the, for the Packers Super Bowl in 11, I was um, – I was actually in attendance. I was at the game. So oh. that's uh, one of the greatest days of my life. I, you know. Me too. And um, Yeah. and uh, But what I wanted to talk about was the Brewers. And what I really wanted to focus in on is I think the strength of the team has been the high leverage bullpen. And who would have expected that going into the season? I mean, um, the combination of Hobie Milner, Yoel Piamps, Elvis Pergaro, and Devin Williams um, has just been sparkling. I mean, they've been outstanding. And, um, you know, who would have expected those for, you know, they've made us forget all about Brad Boxberger oh. and you really got to, you know, it's a name I have and, and you really got to go Cubs ahead. Signed him. That's right. And I, I don't think he's pitched very much. I don't yeah. know if he was hurt. Brewers or... moved off a guy at the right time. What's new? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, That's you know, cool. you really got to give Matt Arnold credit for finding some of these guys, you know, um, 
Pagaro came in the Hunter Renfro trade, you know, and he's got a 3.09 ERA. Everyone's talking about how great, you know, Miley is and how Miley could be our ace. And, um, you know, Pagaro's got about basically the same ERA. And I understand that, you know, a reliever should have a lower ERA than a starter just because he doesn't have to, he doesn't pitch as much, doesn't have to deal with fatigue and going through the batting order three times. But still, a 3.09 ERA, I'll take it for a guy that I think. Never, I'm actually on the inverse. I think an ERA in the bullpen, it can be inflated sometimes by one. Sure, you give up you one or two one, runs. You pitch and, one inning, just, yeah. give up one run. It's a good point. It's it, a takes good take. a, it takes a long time for it to go back down. But, yeah, three, a, three a, point, ER, a three know. ERA in the bullpen I think is very good. Big Ron, I want to keep talking about this. I, unfortunately, am woefully late for a break. We got to play some of uh, some words from Bill's fine sponsors, so I got to let you go. I appreciate the call and the stories. Always, Big Ron. Thank you. No problem, guys. Have a great day. Big Ron in Jersey is on Twitter, by the way, as Drunk Matt Arnold, if you are willing to Drunk Matt Arnold. join him on, I on Twitter. Ha- I might have to. I see Matt Arnold now, like in the press in a press conference, and my first thought is, oh, there's there's Big Ron. No, that's no, Big Ron uses Matt Arnold's picture, not the other way around. All right, three minutes, we're back. Wrap up the hour on the Bill Michaels show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Pella. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. We're too quick. Already halfway done, Austin. Can you yeah. believe it? I can't believe flying. it. We're fly- flying. The show is flying by. Austin just uh, told me something over the break that we definitely need to discuss. When we come back, the Lions and the Packers becoming quite a rivalry. We'll tell you more. We'll tell you all about it. When we come back, let's get There's an update. The Bill Michaels cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, the, the classic Bill cliffhanger. I more love the More of the, the Bill Michaels show next. That a boy, Austin. <laughs>